0: You're stuck in your house without something to break up your day. You cry when you see a new podcast from me and you just want to die. Why so blue? Remember you clicked that subscription link three years ago. Now it's up to you. Just go out and read the description of our next show. We are back, the SRP, South Richfield's where you long to be. We are back, so grab your cans, I mean your headphones, not your chest, Jeez, man. Scott is short, Matt is tall, we have joked around since we've been small. And when you hear the rooster crow, it is time to find out what is happening here in Richfield, Ohio. <hammer sound> You say our voices are grating and you can't go on But it would be so devastating if our show were gone And we don't have a subject From us, what would you expect? It's called audience neglect We talk and squawk, we're unchecked. For hours, and hours, and hours, and hours, and hours. We are back like before. You know we're the ones that you adore. Scott Luther and Matt Coma. Mr. Kling and Smith gave us diplomas field it's not bad, so don't run away to Stalin Rad, when you hear the rooster crow, you'll be glad that I'm not playing again on my banjo everybody, everybody. Fox, 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 Fox,
1: Fox. Hey Scott. Lynn Manuel Miranda says that you should never give up your dreams and never throw away your shot. I've got a feeling he's never listened to a Southridgefield podcast. Let's do one anyway. Here it comes now, Scott Luther and Matt Coma with the latest episode of the South Ridgefield Podcast. We're back!
2: Hey, everybody. Happy July 1st. First day of summer, right, Matt? Well... Longest day of the year. Hello. (laughs) A little past the solstice, so it's getting slower, or getting later. Ah, you know, the, the... Those guys, they don't know what they're talking about. Fake news. It's all a hoax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I look outside. I can see what time it is.
1: Well, I I walked outside at uh, 7.30 in the morning, and I could already feel uh, the bacon on my back fat sizzling. So I knew it was (laughs) coming.
2: It was warm today. It was in the, the 80s. It's been warm all week. What a summer. We've hardly got any rain. Here in Northeast Ohio, it's probably about the same out there is what I'm guessing. It's been beautiful.
1: We've had slightly more rain than you guys have. uh, But for the most part, it's been a nice summer.
2: Yeah. Do you have any plans for the upcoming 4th of July holiday, Matt?
1: Well, we're going to go see the fireworks display, but no, that got canceled. (laughs) We were... uh, Gonna take a, a trip uh, out of town, but that got canceled. Uh, so we're just gonna head over to some friend's house and have a, a little bit of a cookout and uh, hold up some uh, big lighters.
2: Okay. <laughs> Any sparklers or anything like that? All sold out. <laughs> all sold. <laughs> it's crazy. You read all these articles about people like in New York City, like all they're doing now is shooting off fireworks. I. I don't really know what's going on. They must have nothing else to do.
1: It is going to be a banner year for anybody that owns a fireworks store and emergency room doctors.
2: <laughs> well, you know our our Revere fellow, uh, nineteen ninety grad Scott Allison, he owns a fireworks company. Oh, that's right. Did you know that? Uh, I yeah, think, I, I think it's those. Sandusky, right? Yeah, San- Sandusky Fireworks. Mm-hmm. Where's that located? Um I think it 's uh in Cincinnati <laughs> so uh yeah it's it's strange what a summer so far you know the kids not a lot of activities I mean baseball I think is starting up again we don't we don 't have them signed up in baseball, but um a lot of the stuff you 'd normally be doing like you know swim lessons or even like p s r summer school we haven 't done that because of this pandemic so They're bored. They've been locked in the house since March, not seeing friends. And we're starting to get back into the swing with some families. Uh, And, you know, Nolan's hanging around with some of his running buddies and they go on runs um, to stay in shape for hopefully a a cross country uh, season this coming year. How about you guys? Is Jack uh, staying in shape?
1: Yeah, he uh, he's going to be a freshman, and he has been running with the cross-country team, student-led uh, practices. They're not breaking any um, Ohio athletic codes, but he's been running with them for, I don't know, three weeks now. You know, that, that's been going all right for him. Uh, it's It's really kind of funny how put upon he seems to be acting <laughs> – To have to get up from 8.15 after (laughs) essentially not having to do anything, you know, all since, well, since all of March. Uh, Yeah. And he's had, he's had some friends over and they've started, actually, we had a couple kids over here last night for a sleepover. Sydney's been slowly hanging out with some of her friends too. She turned 16 a little bit ago and got her driver's license. Okay. She just got it. And, uh. Today, we bought a car for her. Wow. That uh, she's supposed to pay us back on. Uh, (laughs) I I took it to a mechanic. He says, well, there's this wrong and that wrong and this and that. So I don't think I'm ever going to see that money again.
2: (laughs) But you are saving yourself time. Sydney can take Jack places. Yes. uh, That he has to be. You don't have to haul her around anymore.
1: Yeah, we've already said, Hey, can you go off to uh the store and get some cat food or get some milk or get this and she said, Yeah you know
0: Of course happy
1: to go.
2: I know as soon as I turned sixteen, I became uh my parents' taxi service for like John and Tim to you know, football practice or whatever in the summer. It was you know, just hauling people around. I mean, my mom had five of us and I was the oldest, so she's still at home like Actually, by that time, by the time I had my license, she was working in the summer. Okay. Um, So my dad pretty much didn't have to worry about taking them to practices and stuff like that since he had me. (laughs) But also, as soon as I I could drive, I got a job. Not on the farm. (laughs) You know, that's kind of what we're talking about today. What did you do during the summer when you were growing up? Because, you know, the kids are kind of... Stuck at home except for you know some little things that are starting to get back in the swing. But they need to find things to do. Mm-hmm. Now, growing up on a farm, we always had things to do. My dad would find us things to do if we were bored. So we were never bored. <laughs> get out there and, and help uh, uh, stack hay in the barn. Or you'd be baling hay. If it was nice out and there was hay cut, you were out baling hay. John and I were on the back of the wagon a lot. Uh, hooking hay, dragging it to the back of the wagon and stacking it. I think John and I we were kind of young, so we'd be hooking and dragging and either my uncle or my dad would be on the back of the wagon, um, stacking it. Cause we couldn't throw it up there at that age. When we got into our mid teens, we were finally back there by ourselves stacking the hay. Mm-hmm. So it was that stacking hay in the barn Going to other people's barns and stacking hay for them, and going back to our woods, which was awesome, because we had a waterfall back there, a creek and a, wow. a waterfall. It's probably fifteen feet, twenty feet high. Wow. We'd walk across the top of it. <laughs> we never fell, thank goodness, but you could go underneath it behind, you know, behind where the water fell, and you know you'd catch salamanders, crayfish, frogs, tadpoles, all that stuff was out there in this creek. You just lift up a rock and find stuff. So that sounds, I think even a snapping turtle every once in a while.
1: That sounds idyllic, Scott. How come whenever I came over, you never took me back there?
2: I took you to the chicken house and we'd run up and down the aisles. Right. <laughs> I think when you used to come over, we were still, what were we like? That was like first grade maybe, like 7, 8 years old. Um, well I got
1: held back a few years, so <laughs> Yeah, first grade I was 10.
2: I don't think they trusted us. Uh-huh. I know uh, you know, just running back to this waterfall. Do you
1: remember who showed it to you or did you guys discover that in quotes on your own?
2: Oh no, it was a family treasure that we'd go back to all the time with old picnics and you know, my aunts would take us back there. My great aunt would take us back there. Um, we were back there at least a couple times a week in the summer. And there was this big rock out there that you take like a snack and you'd walk back there or ride your bike back there and you would have your graham crackers or whatever <laughs> and, and Kool-Aid <laughs> and, uh, and just have a snack and look at the waterfalls and carve your initials in a tree <laughs> Scott was here stuff like that and then other things on the farm i remember um we used to play lots of stupid games and it's uh it's a wonder nobody was ever killed at our house growing up because i can remember many times where someone could have died and uh one of our games was donkey kong where we'd throw bales of hay from the very top of our barn and try to hit my little brother. <laughs> and, I mean, a hay bale weighs about 50 pounds. <laughs> and and you'd just be throwing them from, you know, 30, 40 feet up. Oh, hey, stop throwing that at me. So he'd be Mario? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. That was a fun game. We had a game where we had this barn that we chased all the, as many cows as we could. We would chase them into this barn we kind of keep them back there. We'd have like, you know, six, seven cows back here. And then we had a rope tied across the entrance to the barn. So you'd stand up on this fence with this rope, and then your brother would go down to the other end of the barn and spook the cows, and they'd start stampeding out of the barn towards the opening. And then you would swing on the rope across the opening as these cows were rushing towards you, to see if you could get to the other side without getting hit by the oncoming cows. Most of the times the cows would see you Uh uh, swing across and they'd kind of skid, like they tried to stop from stampeding and they'd all kind of pile up like uh, bowling pits. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, one time I I actually was almost killed. And this is very
1: serious. (laughs) (laughs) Got <laughs> a six car
2: pile up is it? Oh my gosh, we were uh bailing hay out in a field on Boston Road, um the old Carter property, and uh we were pulling out, and I was standing on the back of the pickup truck, you know you see people you know their dad's driving, and you're just standing on the back, going down the road. We had uh wagons behind us of hay, and there was a cable hanging across the road like a a cable cable, like for cable TV. What caught me right underneath, as we're driving down the road, it caught me right underneath the chin. Luckily, it didn't like get me. It, It got my face and it took my glasses off and they went flying, you know, into the pickup truck, into the bed of the truck. And my, you know, my brother yelled something and my dad slammed on the brakes and, Luckily, I didn't, like, get clotheslined and end up on the road or in that wagon that was following us. My dad was so mad. Oh, my God. He uh, he yanked the cable out of the pole and threw it across the road. I think he must have known it was not, like, an electric line. But he, oh, he was mad. Now he says we should have, like, uh, sued. <laughs> Yeah, but I think he was just thankful I wasn't killed.
1: You know, if you guys would have sued, you might have been able to get HBO for free for three oh. months.
2: <laughs> hey, we want all the stations, including those pay-per-view ones, yeah. <laughs> those late-night ones. Ask yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: What? Why do you want that?
2: Just ask for it.
1: <laughs> Don't come in uh, here.
2: So that's. That was my brush with death as a twelve year old wow. actually I had my glasses, which was uh s- after seventh grade, so probably fourteen year old thirteen fourteen years old. What did you guys do uh you had you had a lot of uh woods mm-hmm. and stuff around your property yep yeah, we and I remember there was a pond back by the Emmett's property that we used to go fishing at.
1: You we went fishing, in and
2: that pond. wasn't too far from you.
1: That's right next door to us. You went fishing in Emmett's pond.
2: Yeah, yeah. There were lots of uh, a sunfish and bluegill, and
1: yeah, back there. Yeah, they had bass, uh, bluegill. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I never knew you guys were fishing back there because uh, yeah, that's right next to our house.
2: Yeah, we had to drive back there from three o three, and it was before they put in that um, Coliseum back driveway. Remember when they did that?
1: Yeah, yeah, off of uh, Black Road.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, you... there might be multiple ponds, Matt. I don't know.
1: Okay, I th- you might. Be... The... This might because
2: that's a that's a long ways. I'm thinking all the way to Columbia.
1: Yeah, you would have had to gone over.
2: We would have had to cross Boston Mills, which wasn't happening, and the turnpike.
1: And the turnpike,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> must have been. Uh... There are two.
1: <laughs> Like the Indiana Jones Vine Bridge to cross.
2: I was swinging across the freeway, hoping not to get hit by a semi well, with our rope with and our, sw- our fishing rod.
1: yeah all the practice with the cows.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Now, you can access, at least now, what let's just call it Emmett's Field from Boston Mills
2: Road. So that must have been a right. upon, then. That then. Can- yeah, it, it was probably closer to Boston Mills and Columbia. Well, obviously. Okay. Well, if you were
1: fishing in a pond, you were right next to our house.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: We would uh, sometimes fish in that pond, in our own pond, of course. Like you said, we had the the woods, the ravine. Turns out it's called Columbia Run um, right behind our – or right next to our house and behind the Talents house right across the street. And speaking of the Talents, it was part of a summer tradition um, to help load – hay up into their barn. I think I might've brought it over.
2: I remember we did deliver hay to the talents and we may have even bailed some hay for them. It's yeah, really quite possible. Very possible. I know we did that wolf's field, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, the big corner when it goes from Black Road to Columbia, that whole field there we used to farm and we might still, I don't know.
1: Huh? Yeah. I, I, well, the last I heard, you guys did. Okay. Yeah, moving, sending down all that crap. <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah, that was that was a summer tradition, and that was always fun. And then we'd uh, go over to the the talents to go swimming all the time. Uh, they had a mm-hmm. this, uh, above ground pool that was just the best. You know, a summer day, knock on the door. Hey, can we go swimming? <laughs> okay. And what
2: did Mrs. Talents yeah. say? And we'd say, "Can we go swimming, Mr. Talent?" <laughs>
1: Yeah, sure. Go ahead. So we'd go swimming. That was just, you know, there's nothing like taking a, a you know, sw- swimming on a hot summer's day. It's just absolutely the best. And then, you know, the, the park is right there to the, uh National Park borders up against uh, that land used to be Emmett's land back there. And we would just walk back in there and you'd, you find all sorts of stuff. I mean, so from the, a creepy, a bag full of bones of some animal. I don't know what it was um, to well, somebody that found arrowheads. I never found any arrowheads back there. But <laughs> there was always the story. You he, he can find them back here if they plow. <laughs> but uh, that, that whole area back there got turned into a giant lake, some six, seven acre lake. I don't know if you've been back there. No. If you look at it on a aerial view, it's this monstrous lake. But uh, yeah, that's that was our our routine. But uh, what we would also do, it wasn't just outside all the time playing. We used to um get ready for the nerd alert button. But we used to play Dungeons and Dragons all oh. the time. All the time. I mean, talk about girl repellent. <laughs> I might as well be playing the bassoon. <laughs>
2: Uh, was this you and James?
1: Yep, and uh Tom Talent across the street and then uh, uh Ed and Mike Papera across the street. i I'm, I'm hope I'm not calling people out for being uh nerds. But <laughs> I tell you, I love we were so into it. Oh, and and Eric and Greg Moore um played as well. Okay. Uh it, I was so into it, you know, just the right age from age 6 to to 12, I think. 13, 14, just immersed in that.
2: Yeah, they had they had those clubs after school. I think, didn't they? Oh, I don't uh, know. F- for D and D. I I I don't know either, or or some summer program where you go to the library and do stuff like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And now that you mentioned that, there were some summer programs that, that like I remember being at Eastview, uh, Revere Middle School, and. I remember we were using microscopes for whatever reason. I, th- I think my mom just dropped me off there to get me out of her hair for a while. <laughs> but I remember talking with this one kid about Dungeons and Dragons and going, all right, now that's a real dork. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and thinking, you know what, maybe I should uh, find another hobby.
2: <laughs> you know, growing up in the rural part of Richfield, <laughs> now that you didn't, the whole, I mean, all of Richfield was pretty rural back then. But I mean, we had uh, Dave Salomon down the street, mm-hmm. and then in the development next to us, it was pretty much all girls. So nobody was playing Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, there was Cindy Vanek and and Myra Hale and Barbara Dyke, and they lived back there. And then I think Matt Pollock, who was a year behind us, but he wasn't playing Dungeons <laughs> and Dragons. But um, I'd be the one going to the library to find people to do the nerdy things with, like the monopoly tournaments and and stuff like that, or and Scrabble, and mm-hmm. we didn't we just didn't have the the utes, yeah. Except from I guess if I just looked inside my house, I would have found a few brothers. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't playing Dungeons and Dragons.
1: <laughs> Dog pile on Scott. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they didn't they didn't it wasn't too bad growing up I, I didn't get uh beat up all that much being the oldest as w- well respected matt uh, okay <laughs> i'd be organizing all the board games okay you know we're playing monopoly tonight or life or uh stratego or whatever else we'd have these little tournaments on the uh, nintendo or atari you know, okay, whoever who gets the high score gets to you know pick the next game or whatever. So
1: you had ringmaster leadership skills even back then.
2: I, <laughs> you know, looking back, I've always been an organizer, Matt. Mm-hmm. I like to organize things. Who organizes a fantasy football league?
1: Uh, that'd be you.
2: <laughs> That's right.
1: And I've seen your soccer and it is immaculate. <laughs>
2: Yeah, we've got got our fantasy football league coming up. Do I don't know when when the draft's gonna be or anything.
1: Do you even think there's gonna be a season?
2: Who knows? Uh, it's they keep saying yes, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I think that everybody's gonna see what happens with baseball. So baseball's gonna open up. I, I don't know what a sixty game season.
2: Yeah, sixty games.
1: So if it if it goes on and two weeks after it starts, you know there's a huge explosion of uh, positive tests of COVID-19. That might be it for not just baseball, but sports for the rest of the year.
2: Well, you know what we'll do? Um, I'll think of a way that we can still have a fantasy football season with something else. Okay. I don't know what, but we'll we'll figure it out. Right. We'll figure it out.
1: That sounds, see, the organizer is coming through.
2: Right, right, right. We don't real necessarily want to do Madden. Because I'm not good at it. (laughs) I'm going to have to think of a way I can still win the league, and I'll get back to you guys.
0: (laughs) Right.
1: How can you take advantage of this? So the organizing is really about control.
2: Exactly. All right. I'm a micromanager, Matt.
1: I think we're getting somewhere now.
2: (laughs) I'm trying to think of what else I've organized. I just... Um, Your hand and foot tournament. <laughs> My, oh, the hand and foot tournament? Yep. Uh, keeping the stats right and everything, which... Matt, I have to show you something. Um, well, this one actually
1: doesn't... I, expect, I think we, doesn't. We, have to, we have to tell our listeners what's going on. We're doing this. So, uh,
2: Matt, do you see this? What do I have in front of me?
1: Uh, I, that, it looks like a... Three and a half inch floppy.
2: That's right. I found my three and a half inch floppy disk with all the hand and foot statistics from the uh, 90s.
1: Oh, wow.
2: (laughs) Fortunately. you
1: have a computer that can still read that?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I do. I set up. um, So Revere High School went through their auction. Mm -hmm. They sold like everything in the high school. All right. I bought three like long student tables. And six chairs for 20 bucks. And I put them down in my basement. And I set up a retro computer lab in the basement. It has my TI-99 4A that I bought when I was 10 years old <laughs> in 1982. It has my 386 from college.
1: Is that paid off yet?
2: <laughs> that That's what I put all these on, all the stats on. Um... Lotus works, uh-huh. but how do you get them into Excel is the question. Because I can't really load Excel onto the 386. Uh-huh. It doesn't really have internet. It has a modem. So I, uh, I bought an external 3.5-inch uh, drive. So I could import this into uh, my current computer and then convert it to Excel which I was able to do. So I have all our stats. Thank goodness. Cause I mean, uh, (laughs) yeah, who's, who's, who's going to believe after I die, who's going to keep track of all the hand and foot
0: statistics
2: (laughs) that we haven't looked at in uh 25 years.
1: Yeah. You know, the bragging rights will, will be alive and well.
2: Right. Right. So, uh, Yeah, so that's what I've been busy with during this pandemic. I I set up a a retro computer lab in the basement. Uh I also have an Atari 2600 down there. Wow. um, And and an old PS1 and 2. I have have
1: two threes I can give you.
2: (laughs) I have a three in this room, actually. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, in the last two weeks, everything's been breaking in our house. I was in the yard and... We noticed a funny smell. It smelled like uh, sewage. That's not funny. (laughs) So I went and investigated. And sure enough, there was a little seepage by our uh, access risers by the septic tank. Uh Uh-oh. And I'm like, what? What's going on? So I'm like, should I even open this lid? Or should I just call someone? I just called someone. Uh Uh-huh. So they came out. Uh, opened it up. I just had a blockage in the filter. Oh, okay. So he pulled the filter. Well, it, first of all, he had to drain all the water. In the tank. Because it was, yeah, from the, from the tank to the, to the, uh, affluent tank. Yep. From the septic tank to the affluent tank. And, uh, since it was clogged, nothing was really going through. So he ended up getting a bucket and doing the old, um, mm.
1: Right you over know. the
2: shoulder? Yeah, Didn't yeah. He
1: got a, one of those suck trucks?
2: Well, he was in a, like a van. He got a little battery-operated pump oh. that he used oh. <laughs> with a with a, about an inch wide pipe. Okay. And I'm like, it's taking him forever. You know, they, they, they get charged by they charge by the hour, so <laughs> he, he wasn't <laughs> in a hurry. <laughs> he wants to
1: bring the smallest pump as possible. So he, this is going to be an all
2: day job. (laughs) So he finally gets, and he's, he was maybe my height. So he wasn't very tall. So he didn't have very long arms. So, you know, you have to reach way down there to get the filter and he couldn't get it. So finally he got, he got enough out so he could see it and he pulled on it and the lid broke off the top of the filter. So, the like, the long filter is down in there, and he's holding the lid of the filter, and so he finally takes, a, like, a long mm-hmm. stick or something and jams it down, and the filter goes, you know, down into the tank. He's like, you're going to need no filter. <laughs> this one was broke. <laughs> so, I ordered a new filter, replace that. The same, like, the same week, uh, Wade's mowing the lawn, and he comes in and says, Dad, the, the mower's not working. And I'm like, okay, what's happening? He's like, the, it's not cutting any grass. It's You can still drive it. So I go and look, and the belt on the power takeoff is broken. So it just won't spin the blades. So I send Rachel to buy a, a belt for that. <laughs> two days later, I'm mowing the lawn. I start the front yard. I do like two passes. And then all of a sudden, my tractor just stops. I'm like, what is going on? I'm not stuck. I look, and the transmission drive belt broke. Oh. So then, I Nolan and I have to push this lawnmower up this hill to my garage. And I didn't know there was a little lever you could pull to make it easier <laughs> to push. Wait, it was in gear. <laughs> it wasn't in gear. It was in neutral. All right. But there's a lever to pull to make it, I think, easier. All right. To push. There's a there's a big drawing on the back of the tractor. That shows if you pull this lever, it's easy to push. But we didn't look at that picture. No. (laughs) Until we were up at the top of the hill, just a few feet from the garage. (laughs)
0: He's like,
2: dude. We got a good workout. And then I had to finish mowing the lawn with the push mower because it looked weird. Just partially mowed. Wow. So uh, I ordered a new belt. Had to put that on still. The microwave broke uh, the other day. How can a microwave break? <laughs> well, Rachel Rachel says, hey, uh, the door of the microwave is making a sound. So I go down and look, and you have to lift up just a little to get it to close. Uh-huh. And I'm like, it looks like there's a part missing from the microwave. So I'm like, what did the kids do to this microwave? <laughs> Yeah. So I wait, and Nolan gets home. I'm like, Nolan, did you break the microwave, or you know, did you slam the door or something? Because it looks like there's something broken. He's like, No. So nobody's broken the microwave. Mm-hmm. So I look online. I find someone else with the exact same microwave and exact same problem. Who took a picture of it? They see it's a broken weld spot, and you shouldn't use your microwave because the door may not be sealing properly,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and there could be radiation emitting from your microwave.
1: Oh, no. Don't get your kids angry right now. <laughs> now Turned to green giants.
2: So now I've got to buy a new microwave. Oh. It's just been a, a crazy couple of weeks. and a new dishwasher, our latch is going. It's like we've been here 12 years. So microwave, fridge, and and dishwasher, I think we're going to do. And it's, you know, perfect timing. Fourth of July sales, appliance sales are going on. Yeah. COVID. So make me an offer. COVID's down. Hey, I should talk to Mike Alexander.
1: Mike Alexander of uh, Worcester Appliance Center?
2: Yes. I wonder if he, I wonder if he could uh, work me out a deal.
1: Hey, if anyone can work
2: for a suite.
1: It's Mike Alexander of Worcester Appliance Center.
2: Right. I wonder how Mike Alexander of Worcester is doing.
1: You know, I think we should give him a call sometime.
2: We should call him right now. <laughs> <laughs> Can do I was down in Worcester uh a few weeks ago. We went and visited Dave and Heidi down at Mohican. Okay. And uh and we drove through Worcester.
1: How was Mohican?
2: Yeah. Um it was nice. It was a beautiful day. It was right after a big storm when we pulled in to the state park. There's a campground, and uh a big tree had fallen right on top of a, a uh camper and smashed it in half. Oh. This was a huge tree, Matt. And you looked at the, this this camper was demolished, but I don't think anyone was hurt.
1: And that was the start of your trip.
2: <laughs> that was we're like, "Oh my gosh. There was trees down everywhere. All you heard all day long was just chainsaws wow. of them clearing out and, and cutting people out of their campers." <laughs> Intense. <laughs> Those were more with scissors.
1: Was this uh middle of June?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was like a Thursday.
1: Yeah, there was a big storm that went through. We had a tree fall down at our place. Oh. It hit our house, and I was going, oh, please take out the roof because the roof's like 20 years old. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And not in the best condition. Oh, please, please, when that storm passed through, please give us some of that egg size hail. Please. (laughs) But no such luck. But the tree came down and hit our house and uh you're talking about things breaking so this tree comes down and hits our house i go out with this chainsaw that i bought off this guy who is the husband of somebody that my wife works with who's a professional uh works for a landscaping company tree doctor
2: uh, well a landscaper
1: maybe more tree uh candy scraper. <laughs> <laughs> a tree orderly <laughs> But uh, so I get I get the thing I start it up and it runs. Uh, try it again. And I think son of a forget, this thing won't start. It, it, it worked for me previously, um, And I think I got to chop up this tree, get it out. It, for the life of me, I can I can't get it going. Now part of the problem is is I got a bum elbow. Uh, okay. I I heard it. It's a tennis elbow, but I I wasn't playing tennis. I was playing badminton, so it's like the wimpy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I go to the doctor to say, you know, I, I got, you know, Doc, so I it, it really hurt my elbow. I was playing uh, uh, badminton. And he says, badminton? You're playing, <laughs> as an adult, you're playing badminton? How long do you have to play badminton to hurt yourself? <laughs> well, it, you know, it's the last sport I can beat my son at, Doc.
2: It was a very competitive <laughs> it, game.
1: It was. It was going on for hours. <sighs> <laughs> that is the last sport that I could beat him at until I hurt my elbow. Now I can't beat him at <laughs> I had to play left handed and I, it wasn't happening. <laughs> clean my clock. <laughs> so anyway, the clean thought doesn't work now. So I go to you know, and I'm thinking, well maybe it's just because I don't have enough strength in my arm to get it going. It maybe he needs a real rip to it.
2: Uh-huh. And
1: I take it to a, a place and the guy goes, Oh. You well, know? I don't know. And when you hear that, I'm thinking, oh, crap, what's he trying to sell? So he says, well, I got some bad news and some worse news. Yes. The part to fix it is shot. You, you can't save it. So it, your, your chainsaw is done. But I just saved 15% on my auto insurance. <laughs> is that what he said? No. no. <laughs> I'm just giving a shout out to one of our sponsors, Geico. <laughs> Geico for all your insurance needs. But uh he said the the, the part to replace it is three hundred and twelve dollars. And I you know, and I bought it off this guy and that, that's what I paid for it, you know.
2: Three hundred and twelve dollars?
1: Well, not exactly three hundred and twelve, it's three hundred dollars. Okay. And that's just the part with the labor, the, the repair is four hundred dollars. And so I said, "What? what is it? What's wrong? He was saying that the gas that was in it was too lean. So it, it didn't have enough oil and it. it's a two cycle engine. Like, uh-huh. how in the hell did that happen? And I don't want to point any fingers, but it's probably my fault. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I thought I measured everything out right. And, uh, you know, it's, there's n- not much to it, but I, I don't know how else, unless the guy sold it to me with bad gas in it to begin with. Or if it had been having trouble, and he sold me a bum chainsaw, you know who knows. So I, I took it to another place today, just in case. You know, maybe that was that, yeah that was Toledo rates. Maybe he was charging me. I took it down to Bowling Green, and uh, exact same <laughs> diagnosis, and oh. so I came home with a cheaper chainsaw. <laughs>
2: So, I don't know how much chainsaws cost. The,
1: the one that I had brand new would have been $780. And so oh, I true. bought one, you know, and, and to fix it would have been $400. So I bought one for $250.
2: So this was like a, Wait, like you said, a professional level chainsaw.
1: Professional model, a mid-level professional model. More chainsaw than I need. No doubt. About right. It. Uh, no doubt about it. But it was a steel brand chainsaw. Manufactured in Germany, but American tough. For us, that okay, that, that's for our steel sponsorship. But it, uh, <laughs> so I got another steel chainsaw, and I haven't had a chance to use it yet because my elbow still hurts. <laughs> you can't start it. <laughs> oh, they had these electric chainsaws. I was thinking that that looks good, but I think that's for like uh, trimming uh, your shrubberies. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, manscaping. <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> <laughs> you
0: have to be careful.
2: <laughs> so, is what's going on with the tree? Is it still like it? Was it the branches that hit your house, or did the trunk actually hit your house? The trunk
1: actually hit the house. It broke. It's been. Uh, it, it had. It was riddled with carpenter ants, and so it broke off like four feet up, and just okay on the house. So, now this happened maybe. Two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, but it's really, you know, become a a a problem in the household because every time that um, Penny recounts it, it's been a month that that's been down. It's been, <laughs> it's been four years that that tree's been down now. <laughs> to take care. Of. That tree came down in 1973. It's still out there. So... <laughs> That's what I said, I'm just buying a chainsaw. (laughs) I'm I'm not even worried about fixing it and if my two hundred and fifty bucks breaks this or if this new chainsaw breaks after cutting this tree, it'll be worth it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, I remember your story about Penny and the grass that never grew and she got it to grow. Mm -hmm. Let her start the chainsaw. She could probably do it.
1: Yeah. There we go. Well, no, I I took it into this place in Bowling Green, um, BG Rentals for all your farming and land care needs. BG Rentals. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: the guy was just ripping. He and rightly so. He assessed me as some Johnny homeowner who didn't know uh-huh. who, who was probably holding the wrong end of the chainsaw when he was starting. He he correctly assessed that I don't know anything about anything, and that's true. But he he was pull on this thing like crazy. I was like, man, he's going to rip, he's going to give himself badminton elbow, (laughs) you know?
2: Oh, too bad he didn't rip the cord out. And then he'd have to replace your lawnmower. He was doing all
1: this stuff. He's flipping it all over his head, spinning it around, dropping, you know, pulling it every which way. And he couldn't get it to start. Uh, He said, well, maybe there is something wrong with this. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I was telling you.
2: (laughs) But, well, He's still, he's still well, you'll get bad. to it. No. You'll I, get to that tree.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll show that tree who's boss.
2: Man, I have some bad news.
1: Is it about my chainsaw?
2: No. <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, I got the Richfield Times today. Uh-oh. Uh, it is the first of the month, and that's when, you know, Sue Sertanak mails out the old Richfield Times. Yep. And... Uh, mm-hmm. I want to let you and all our listeners know do not head out to Richfield the, the second weekend in August because Community Day has been canceled. Yes. Kiwanis, is, Kiwanis cancels 49th Community Day. 49 years they've had it without, without fail. Wow. I remember learning a lot during Community Day about frog jumping and uh huh. Corn eating and sand volleyball playing and uh, bucket brigades. They used to have that bucket brigade when it was uh, down in the... By City Hall. Town Hall. City Hall. (laughs) Now they've had it at Richfield Woods Park for the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years maybe. Yeah. But uh, growing up, those fireworks at Community Day rivaled any town's fireworks anywhere or Kiwanis didn't uh, didn't skimp no half
1: half the year's budget was spent on those fireworks
2: <laughs> right I don't know if Kiwanis paid for the fireworks or the village or or who but uh, without fail that was always a highlight of the of the summer you knew summer was about to end you had to get ready to go back to school and they always had that uh, all-star baseball game you got to play under the lights if you were good enough to make the all-star team.
1: I never got to.
2: <laughs> I I did, Matt. Oh, did you? Oh, wow. <laughs> I. It was my defense, not my bat.
1: In right field?
2: <laughs> I was a second baseman. Your second base? Wow. They called me Hoover because I sucked up everything that came along. That's not what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember playing under the lights at Community Day one year. And I'm out there. I was playing, like, center field. Uh-huh. And this ball was hit to me. Yes. Probably like uh, Jeff Warble or something hit it. It was, it was hit pretty good. And I'm under it. And you never play at night. You're always playing, you know, during the day. And I was a little disoriented with that ball coming at me and the lights and everything. Right. And it's a high fly. I reach up expecting that ball to hit my mitt. Next thing I know, the ball hits me in the neck. Oh, no, And then I'm like down on the ground and I'm scrambling around trying to find the ball and someone's yelling, throw it in! No sir! Throw it in! <laughs> and I'm like, I, I don't know where I am. I'm like, hit, just got hit in the neck. I'm holding my neck. The ball's like going to the fence and I'm like, ugh, find the ball. I just, you know, I can't see. I didn't have glasses yet. Maybe that was part of the problem. <laughs> I just throw it, you know. You don't hit the cutoff, man. You threw it. Tr-
0: That's the last time we're picking him for the All Star team.
2: <laughs> so I think I made the All Star team because I made it to first base a lot because I got hit by pitches an awfully lot because I couldn't see him coming at me. <laughs> he kept leaning in. His on base percentages through the roof. Yeah,
1: but so are his medical bills.
2: <laughs> I got hit in the face by Dan Herbert once. Brilliant. And he was known as having the... He was the hardest thrower in Little League.
1: Brilliant.
2: And he hit me right in the right in the chin.
1: Brought the jaw or the mustard, huh?
2: Oh, and that was the same day that I didn't want to go to baseball because I had fallen through the top floor of our double-decker chicken house. I stepped on this, this trap door that wasn't quite closed right. And I went right through the floor. <laughs> and I landed down there. And I'm like, oh, there was like a pile of something underneath the door, too, debris or something. And then I'm like, I don't want to go to baseball. My mom and dad are like, you're going to baseball. Coach Orris is depending on you. I'm like, me? <laughs> sure enough, I get up to bat. I can't see. I'm already in pain. Dan Herworth hits me right in the chin with a fastball. <laughs> oh, Take your base. <laughs>
1: take your pay you're crowding the plate
2: of course everyone's clapping yeah <laughs> my last year of baseball was middle school i think 7th grade i didn't play a lot but i used to keep stats uh-huh and i was 0 for 7 with 7 strikeouts and 7 hit by pitches <laughs> wow. were- so i had a 500 on base percentage you
1: were a monster <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man! What years did
1: you play from second grade or first grade through?
2: No, I I didn't start until fourth grade, and that's because John started playing in second grade, and I started playing when he did. Mm-hmm. And we were on the same team, even though we we're two years apart. But they mixed they mixed ages a lot back then, mm-hmm. and I think they they still do a couple years, but it was like you know what eight to ten maybe. I think is what it was. I was on Mr. Oris's team. Let's play that Scotty Luther baseball is what Billy Oris would always say. He'd say what? Let's play that Scotty Luther baseball. All right. (laughs) Because I had hustle like uh, Pete Rose. (laughs) Did you play?
1: Well, just two years, I played second and third grade. And when I played in second grade, or was it first grade? I, I remember it was kind of. Trying to remember, but yeah, it was there was older kid, two year kids, at least two years older that were playing with us, and right, I doubt I, I don't think I hit the ball once in the two years I played. I just was too intimidated. I'd be up there, and I, I hated the practices, and I, and the coaches didn't like me because obviously <laughs> I didn't want to be there.
2: You had a problem with authority.
1: Uh, well, what do you mean by that? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think I pro- in hindsight, I think I did have a problem with it.
2: <laughs> I still do. You know, you have to take one for the team like I did, Matt. Oh. Get on base by any means necessary. Just don't swing. <laughs>
1: Just let the ball go by.
2: <laughs> yeah. I remember. You're so small. Your strike zone's so so good, Luther. It's so small, Luther. Just don't swing. You'll get on base. They're going to walk you. <laughs>
1: I, the coach, my second year, disliked me so much that uh, I and I, you know, I didn't play. And I remember my dad telling me, "Okay, if you can get a base hit, I'll take you to Van's Pharmacy." And I, I got excited about that. And uh, I remember telling my coach, saying, "Hey, you know, I was really pumped. It was finally excited about playing." They said, "Well, you know, if I if I can get a hit, my dad said he'd take me to Van's Pharmacy." And the coach says, "You don't have anything to worry about." <laughs> <laughs> and then when when he said that to me, I thought I
2: must really stink. <laughs> Maybe he was saying you're going to get a hit. No. Maybe it's just the way you took it. <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't have anything to worry about. You're going to be getting your ice cream. <laughs> uh, no. No,
1: <laughs> it wasn't that. Oh.
2: That's
1: that's when I feel I realized. I, I guess I'm not good. Not only am I not good at baseball, I'm bad at baseball. <laughs>
2: Van's Pharmacy. Oh. What? And Dairy Queen was the place we always went to after baseball if we won. Probably because Mr. Orris lived over, you know, yep. by Dairy Queen. And it was probably cheaper than going to Van's Pharmacy. And Van's Pharmacy was probably closed by 8 o'clock anyway.
1: Oh. Huh.
2: But I loved going to Van's Pharmacy for baseball cards and um, ice cream. Oh, yeah. And Tina Bergman worked there like when we were in high school. I don't know if you remember that.
1: Yeah, I do. I think I, I remember that was probably the last time I stopped in there. She was working behind the counter and I, I got myself a strawberry milkshake.
2: Uh-huh. She was good. She's still good. Not at ice cream, but with her hammer dulcimer. Shout out to Tina Bergman and her her the group she plays with. Have you ever gone to see Tina play? The dulcimer.
1: I have not specifically gone to see her play, but I've seen her play at events, and she was always the showstopper. You know, uh, somebody coming out and playing chopsticks, you know, or coming out and playing uh, or some kids doing some lip syncing, or just you know, the kind of stuff that you just have to dread sitting through as a parent. But she'd come out and play this hammered dulcimer, and you know,
2: standing ovation. She was just nice. She's incredible. She plays with that Apollo's Fire sometime. It's all like Baroque music, like Renaissance or the classical. And then she does like other stuff, I think more bluegrassy and stuff. And we, Rachel and I saw her. It's been a few years, but we went and saw her playing with them. And it's phenomenal. You can just look her up and see where she's. She's going to be playing.
1: Well, now that you're a, a banjo player, maybe you. <laughs> That's me. Yeah, you can sit down and you guys can uh, play some old-timey bluegrass.
2: You know, I messaged her when I was taking starting to take up the banjo. And I'm like, Tina, do you know someone who gives banjo lessons? Because I want to become really good. And she said, Scott, you have nothing to worry about. <laughs> No, she she actually did point me towards someone, but it was like in Kent, and I'm not going to drive out to Kent. Oh, so I ended up going to North Royalton <laughs> and going to a guitar teacher who happened to teach banjo too. So, mm-hmm. and that's that's why I am the way I am now, as you could tell from our last podcast introduction.
1: Your banjo playing's coming along great.
2: How how did you like my uh, Debbie Gibson?
1: I thought that was a Scott Luther original.
2: Okay. Great. <laughs> oh, my God. Rachel was ready to kill me by the end of that week.
1: <laughs> Why? <What?
2: laughs> just playing Debbie Gibson over and over and over on the banjo.
1: <laughs> so all our, our, our po- new podcast listeners, go download last episode just to hear that. That's worth it a lot.
2: Yeah. You know, I do have a video of uh, Rachel and I playing it together. She played it on the ukulele. What was that song I played? I don't know. You you didn't even listen to it.
1: <laughs> I, I did. I just don't have a good memory. Was it uh, Debbie? Was it? I think we're alone now.
2: No, no. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, Crimson and Cold. Jeez, oh man. It was. No, uh, oh, gosh. I don't think you listened. To See, me. now I have to look on Wikipedia. Oh, I get lost in your eyes. Lost in your eyes. I love all that. You know. Rachel says that I have a problem. Oh, what is with all these 80s pop uh bubblegum pop artists? Oh, okay. <laughs> Debbie Gibson, Tiffany, you know, the Bangles. What's wrong with liking that music?
1: <laughs> it makes you feel good. It makes you feel happy.
2: Exactly. There's no musicality. That's her problem. Well, she likes Now I like Pat Benatar and she likes Pat Benatar and uh a blondie. I, I, She's good too. Yeah. I think so. the Bangles were were really good. Yeah, the Bangles were good. I think the Go What is that Eternal Flame? Yeah. And uh man That was a good Day. one. Yep. Uh the Go-Go's were really good. Go-Go's. Did they do Hazy Shade of Winter? I don't know. <laughs> or was that the Bangles? I don't know. I don't remember. But I like all that that 80s stuff. And I can play some of it on my banjo. Well,
1: good, good for you.
2: Now, um, what is Matt? Anyway, you she, you played the guitar in college.
1: I actually, yeah, I did, and and I was surprised at at how much I enjoyed practicing it. You know, uh, uh-huh. I never really got very good at it, but you know, the, the practicing of something is always like the drudgery of it, and I I just liked practicing. I just liked playing it. I, but I, I did get an A in my guitar class in college for playing uh, House of the Rising Sun. Ah. Right? House of the Rising Sun. They're going to play New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. So I got I got an A. And then af- after that, uh, I had big dreams of going on the road and uh, making my mark on the, the music industry. And then <laughs> I don't know. Something happened along the way. It didn't happen.
2: Talent. You know, we should I have re-
1: talent. That's what it was.
2: <laughs> we should revive hehaw
1: Okay. Uh, I'll be Roy. <laughs> and you'll be... What's the other guy's name?
2: I don't know. Scooter. It's Roy? Scooter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Roy Clark. And I don't remember who. But that was a classic show. Mm-hmm. It was like... uh, It was like... um, Laughing... For country music fans, I think, is how you could see it, H- how you'd describe it, right? Little skits and jokes. I, I
1: guess. I, You know, you're right. I don't remember the skits so much. I always just remember the, and watching it and not thinking it was <laughs> really any good, but. What? <laughs> but just kind of enthralled by it. I was just waiting for Space 1999 to come on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to talk to my brother, Tim. They opened up the farm market this past week. So you can go to Luther's farm market and they're wearing their they're taking all their safety precautions up there at the market. Um, I don't know what's going on with fall festival yet okay. or with traveling markets that they, you know, they travel around to all kinds of farmers markets and, and sell things. I'm not quite sure what's going on there, but um, the market is open. I'm going to talk to him about doing a hee-haw live show. Maybe South Richfield Live. Maybe you can come in. We can prepare a bunch of skits and jokes no. and, you know, entertain the masses.
1: That would be the end of the farmer's market. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll get botulism from listening to us play. They <laughs> get food poisoning from our terrible jokes.
2: You know, I'm surprised people listen to this thing that we're doing right now. <laughs> There there must be we found some little niche. I don't know uh, I don't know what it is. I don't know either. But
1: uh, keep listening.
2: The, the thousand. Yeah. A thousand? Well sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is that all? I thought it was like four thousand.
2: <laughs> oh, I said thousands. Oh
1: thousands. Plural. Yeah,
2: great. The thousands who have listened over the <laughs> the years of the South Ritual podcast. I'd like to thank my mom for
1: downloading each <laughs> episode <laughs> four hundred times. <laughs> just to get our numbers up. So at the farmers market, uh what kind of foods can people get?
2: Well, I I'm not sure. I mean, they're selling the produce up there right now at the market. They wouldn't happen to have uh,
1: corn at this time of year, right? You want the corn to be knee high by July. So it's not not there yet.
2: No, I don't I don't think they have any corn yet. Unless they're bringing it in from like southern Ohio or something. All right. So I could ask my one of my kids. That, They've been up there.
1: That's one of the things I love about summer is is corn on the cob.
2: Yeah. What's your favorite way to prepare corn on the cob, Matt?
1: Well, I I, I, I guess I'm a traditionalist, Scott. Boiling it in water. Uh, sometimes I... Do
2: you add salt yeah, or anything to the water?
1: Just a little bit of salt and let it boil. I forget how long. But sometimes I like corn on the cob so much I'll just eat it raw.
2: Are you serious?
1: Yep, yep, yep. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the husk off, of course. <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll eat it raw, and then uh, the other way that we have cooked it, where it's been somewhat successful, is husk in the husk on the grill. I learned that from uh, uh, community day.
2: Right. That's how they do it at community day. They have a big grill. I think my dad might have made that grill or donated that grill to the Kiwanis. It's just a big, long grill. And they just have it lined up with corn that they're constantly turning. Mm -hmm. And then you come up, you pay a buck. I don't know if it's still a buck. It might be two bucks by now. But you just peel back that husk. And it's so good. You just cover it with butter, salt, and pepper. Yeah. Uh, I could eat. Rachel always makes fun of me, but. I need at least at least three or four ears of corn at dinner if we have corn. But she hasn't been buying as much as she should. Hmm. I could eat I could eat ten ears of corn in one sitting. I'm sure I could.
1: Ten ears of corn in one sitting. Hmm. I'm sure of it. What's your favorite way to make it?
2: Well, t- typically we will do the boiling. If we're camping or something, we'll do the husk on right over a fire or, you know, grate over the fire. We'll do that. Cooking it on the grill in the husk. Just clip off the, the silk uh, before you do it. <clears throat> but you can, there's other ways to do it that I've read about. And some of them seem a little uh, less successful than others. Uh, I've read about just peeling the corn and putting it on the grill by itself. Just no no husk that kind of dries it out a little bit. You can roast it in the oven, take it off the house, put it on a roasting pan, turn it a couple times. That's not too bad from what I've seen, but one that I really want to try is they call it the butter bath and it's pretty much boiling it in water still, but you can add milk and a stick of butter right into the water. And then uh, that sounds good. I'm going to try that this summer. When I get my 10 ears. We're not going to waste it. If Rachel buys six ears of corn for dinner, I'm not wasting a whole stick of butter on six ears of corn. We're going to get 12 ears in the big pot. Yeah. And then, you know, the kids can each have their one ear of corn. Maybe two if they're lucky. (laughs) I'm going to have at least eight ears.
1: I got a feeling. Does Rachel eat like a third of an ear?
2: (laughs) She eats one ear of corn. That's how she grew up. She's like, I don't know how you can eat all that corn. I grew up eating one ear of corn. Everyone had one ear of corn. I'm like, you need to have at least three to feel good about yourself.
1: Yeah, the first one, you're just getting started. The second one, you're jumping in. The third time, it's business
2: time. Right. You're not at an And then you have all of salt. your salt. Yeah. And you have a beard. Yeah. And... There's probably, like, butter and salt, like, that you can just lick off later on.
1: Yeah, later. Or or you can, like, be over your eggs the next morning and just scratch at it like this and it all falls <laughs> in.
2: You know what I do, Matt? You know, you, you get your ear, you tilt it up, you butter it and salt it. We have a butter boy. It's a little, like, plastic uh, tube that's shaped like a boy. And you butter it. <laughs> okay. And you salt and pepper it. So after you're done with the ear and you just have the cob and you know, there's little pieces of kernel here and there. I will roll that just bare cob around on my plate. Uh I will suck that (laughs) butter and salt off that cob. And that cob has no, there's no nutritional value left by the time I'm done with it. So I've sucked everything out of that ear of corn.
1: I think that's why they called you the (laughs) hooper.
2: Jay Edgar, (laughs) another. (laughs) You could have you ever tried old bay seasoning on your ear corn?
1: I have like a I forget what they call
2: like a like a clam a uh, a slow country broil or whatever.
1: Yeah, where it's clams and
2: yeah, yeah,
1: potatoes and corn, all in the same thing. Yeah, added on that. That is that's all right.
2: Is that a low country boil low country boil I think it's low country boil yes i I got the idea from that, so at home I have a a bottle of old bay, and I'll do that like on an ear or two also, and I'll do the same thing. <laughs> I'm like just running my fingers through the plate of of old bay and just <laughs> licking <laughs> How- and then I how are you still Give Rachel married? that seductive look.
1: <laughs> come hither look. <laughs> come hither. Get some old bay
2: old bay and Bay.
1: <laughs> How are you still
2: married? <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be uh 16 years in 2 days, so
1: Wait, and wait, 16 years and no one's 17. How Wait, did that math. Wait. <laughs>
2: Our anniversary's in a couple of days. Is it? So we're going to go buy appliances.
1: <laughs> That's going to be your gift to each other?
2: We need to buy all this stuff. Yeah. You can go places. Okay, I can make... We can make a restaurant reservation. But are you ready to go to a sit-down restaurant yet? No. I
1: just canceled my gym membership today.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're not quite... much
1: before COVID hit, but...
2: Yeah, you know, we're not quite ready to go out, so we might order something from a nice restaurant, Alicia's Tavern of Richfield. We're thinking. Oh. Um, I do that. think they might have some outdoor dining. I'm not. Sh- I'm still not sure.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: If we want to do that or not? So.
1: Well, whether you're sitting outside, or or not, I mean, somebody has prepared that food, and I, I'm, knowing that I, you know I used to work in a kitchen on how hot kitchens get. I doubt that they're wearing all the PPE they're supposed to.
2: But Matt, the heat will kill the virus. Oh, that's what I've been told by someone high up in the government.
1: The heat kills the virus. All right. Well, yeah. I I, I gotta trust. I gotta trust that.
2: The funny thing, Matt, on this uh, Richfield Times. Remember our last episode? We talked all about the restaurants in Richfield. Okay. Richfield Times pretty much just listened to our podcast. I think and they have a whole section on every restaurant in Richfield and what they're doing during the pandemic.
1: Hey, we better get a byline on that article.
2: (laughs) No, they did a good job. And I don't think we only missed, I was worried that we missed someone, Um, but it looks like we only missed one restaurant, and I didn't even know they were a restaurant. Corkscrew Johnny's, a wholesale retail wine and liquor store, lost all its restaurant and special event revenue. But that's probably... Oh, you know what that means, Matt? They probably just couldn't deliver to any restaurants. So we got them all. Yeah, I guess we were right. Country made... I think we mentioned them. They're open. Lines out the door. It's gotta be... But they are practicing social distancing. So I I don't know if you have anything else, Matt.
0: Mm -hmm. Community
2: days canceled. Garage sale is back on. So uh, get your garage sale stuff ready. (laughs) <laughs> for uh, for August, from what I've heard. They moved it from the first weekend in June to, let's see, uh, rescheduled for August 1st, which is a Saturday, 9 to 5. Drive around Richfield and pick up other people's unwanted treasures. We will not be hosting at our house, so don't stop here. Stop up at the farm market though and buy some uh corn. They should have corn by then. Tomatoes, melons, beef peaches maybe. Beef. So what's for dinner? Goat. They sell goat up there. They do? Oh my they do. Hmm. I think we, we have a we have a thriving um Middle Eastern community here in Summit County.
1: Well I so. I've had goat before and I like it.
2: It's, I guess it's tender. I haven't tried it, but um, I think they sell it up there at the market. And they've got chickens and pork and, you know, all kinds of stuff.
1: Huh. I've been making my own yogurt lately. Maybe I can sell some of that uh, to your brother wholesale.
2: You could. Just uh, come on down.
1: <laughs> all right.
2: What are you making it out of? Milk. Goat Milk.
1: I, you know, I've tried goat milk a few times, and <clears throat> my problem with goat milk is, is I I'm tasting what that goat ate last. <laughs> really, really well. So it
2: really seeps through, huh?
1: It really does, and so maybe, maybe I've just had bad batches of goat milk, but, uh
2: You know what? You should feed the goats strawberries and then milk them, like the next day.
1: See, this is why <clears throat> you are successful in life. <laughs>
2: you feed the goat garbage matt
1: right yeah
2: your yogurt's gonna taste like garbage that's what i've that's what i've read
1: I, yeah I, th- I think i've heard that someplace that's a good thing <laughs> but i uh i've been making yogurt and greek yogurt and it's uh it, it's great i can't go back to the Yo play any
2: longer so do you have like a little yogurt maker mm-hmm. yes i do i think rachel has one i, I don't know if she's used it much or it's been a while, or I just am not paying attention to what's going on.
1: <laughs> Busy slapping old Bay on the corn cob.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna think of some, I'm gonna think of some good uh, good ways to to make it even better. Mm-hmm. I think we should have a corn on the cob eating contest. That's what we're doing. Instead of if fantasy football season is off, we're just gonna determine the trophy by corn on the cob. Who eats? Who can eat the most ears?
1: There's a lot of fatties in our group.
2: <laughs> it doesn't matter. They call me Hoover. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're going to go on a fasting, uh, a water diet starting now. <laughs>
2: oh my, can you imagine the next day?
1: <laughs> I guess you'd find out how fast corn draft through the body.
2: Uh, well, Matt, we've, uh, we've gone a little long, so uh, I don't know... Uh, do you have anything else you want to plug? Are you gonna be making any appearances anywhere or anything?
1: Um eh, there's gonna be uh upcoming
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> I will be uh in my yard attempting to put a belt on a lawnmower. Okay. Uh this weekend. Oh okay. If anybody wants to come by?
1: If that's the case, I'll probably be making an appearance at our local emergency room um <laughs> after not being able to start. <laughs> so you you can see me there on bed number 4
2: or with a wicked badminton injury
1: hurting yeah. my left elbow
2: <laughs> a shuttlecock to the face <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like to both ankles right
2: you, that was that was a story that people loved from the last podcast how Matt twisted both ankles i heard from multiple people in one row. two that's, <laughs> That's right. That was funny, my brother said. That was a good one. Really? <laughs> Matt Twisted both ankles.
1: I'm down to one good limb.
2: <laughs> well, as always, if you have anything you'd like to contribute to the South Richfield podcast, you can reach out to us at southrichfield at gmail.com. Go on Facebook, type in South Richfield. Or check out our Twitter page, at South Richfield. We also have a website that I haven't updated in a while, www.southrichfield.com.
1: Oh, and to uh, any of your podcast providers, for for iTunes in in particular, and give us that coveted five-star rating. It helps us get the South Richfield message out there to
2: everyone. Yeah, click subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on Podbean, and we would appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate you all listening. Sorry, the episodes are—you know—we take a couple months in between now. But this is a super-sized episode this week.
1: It's packed full of, a lot of corn.
2: <laughs> yes. And by the time you you see me again, Matt, this beard that I have going on uh-huh. is going to be—well, maybe I'll shave it tonight. But maybe maybe I will save it for some corn drippings. <laughs> Sop that up in the plate.
0: Happy anniversary, honey.
2: Poor Rachel. Oh, what the fuck? How do how do these women in our lives put up with us?
1: I, I don't know. I think that's what uh, like God created alcohol.
2: <laughs> and did you uh, did you happen to have any recipes for cocktails this month? Oh,
1: no, I actually, I have not really been dabbling at all lately. It's been uh, it's been a dry month.
2: Yeah. Yeah. What well, is the first?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. June I was drunk the entire month well thank you all for listening and we hope to be back real soon with another episode of South Richfield Podcast but in the meantime take care of yourself put on your personal protective equipment if you're going out in public cough into your elbow and uh,
2: (laughs) social where needed thanks for listening everyone